welcome to an audio experience that will pique your curiosity and soothe your soul. Join Dr. D. Evans, your host, as she creates a space for women from all walks of life to reflect upon their life experiences with topics that range from love, spirituality, and pop culture. These discussions will engage and support you on your journey of wholeness and freedom. Welcome to the Hey Sis Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hey Sis Podcast. I am your host, Dr. D, and today we're going to be discussing the weapons of warfare. It's not just a phrase that uh, weapons of warfare is actually derived from scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses four through five says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul is writing to a people, the Church of Corinth, who relied on fleshly things, material weapons to fight. We're talking swords, we're talking spears. And the Apostle Paul is advising them, letting them know, hey, the real weapons you need to be using are not the swords. They aren't the spears. You've got to use some immortal ones right? Ones that aren't material. And we are just like the people of Corinth. A lot of us have tried to solve our spiritual battles with these hands. We've tried to solve our spiritual battles with weapons that are mortal. Instead of using the belt of truth, we fight with manipulation. We try to solve situations by becoming the thing that we hate. If you're not close with the Lord, you will end up becoming the thing that you say that you're against. That's why it's important to have a relationship with the Lord. For instance, if you are being oppressed by a narcissist, if you aren't careful, if you're trying to beat that narcissist with narcissism, you will become the thing that's oppressing you. Because empaths can be quite manipulative, especially when they are put in a box to survive. (laughs) You don't fight oppression by being oppressive. You have to use other type of weapons, right? Instead of the breastplate of righteousness, some of us fight with the image of success. I asked a pastor one time what he believed success was, and it was the most worldly definition, (laughs) He said, oh, my church growing and bigger screens and everything just surrounded this image of vanity. I'm like, whoa, what, what has happened to us that we think the church needs to be in our image? The goal is always for his kingdom to be established. But see, when you get tired of fighting sheep, and you start tending sheep with worldly weapons, you don't even realize you become just as dumb as the sheep that you're tending. And the sad part is you don't even know it. (laughs) Instead of the shoes of peace, we start fighting with smooth words. 
I don't know if you know who Candace is on Real Housewives of um, Potomac, but that girl is a verbal assassin. I saw her talk to a housewife. I think it was Giselle Bryant. I mean, she assassinated her with her words. I I almost felt bad. I said, ooh, that girl holds a weapon in her mouth. But that won't on, that will only go so far. <laughs> Unless you're using the name of Jesus, that will only go so far. Instead, the shield of faith. Some of us fight with the perception of power, the perception of authority. Many of us have lost faith in the things that God has told us. And instead of waiting for things to come into alignment in God's timing, we try to make it happen by over-asserting ourselves through assuming positions of power, hoping that God will bless it instead of waiting for God to put us in position. I'm I'm just talking here. I'm not preaching. (laughs) Instead of the helmet of salvation, some of us fight with lording over authority. Instead of the sword of the spirit, a lot of us fight with human schemes and programs. I'll say it again. You cannot fight manipulation with manipulation. You've got to stand in truth. And there's nothing wrong with standing in your truth. We have to remind ourselves that in this context of scripture, the apostle Paul was speaking to a worldly thinking people and these worldly thinking people were quote unquote Christians. (laughs) They had the strongholds in their hearts and in their minds. They are the ones that made arguments against God's mind and his methods They are the ones that held on to every high thing that exalted itself before the knowledge of God. It sounds so much like us. Sometimes we miss what God has intended for us because of our love of manipulation, the image of success, the smooth words, the the perception of power and grandeur, um, for our lording over authority, for the human schemes and, and the programs. That's why the Lord deals with the heart of man. Our hearts are just evil without God. So to battle against our carnal way of thinking, as well as the forces of darkness. Yes, our thoughts must be brought captive and made obedient to Jesus, but we also have to rely on the spiritual weapons that Jesus died for. Jesus fought for our salvation. He fought for our ability to have authority and dominion, not because of our image, but because of his name. Glory to God. The name of Jesus has power. The carnal way, the human way to solve conflict is to overpower. It's to dominate. It's to manipulate. It's to covet. It's to outmaneuver. But the right way, the Jesus way, is to humble yourself. It's to die to yourself. It's to allow God to show his resurrection power through you. See, these weapons right here, 
humility, dying to self, crucifying the flesh, allowing God to show his resurrection power through us. They're scorned by the world, but they're feared by demonic powers. Feared. When we fight with our, with our true spiritual weapons in the name of Jesus, no principality or power can stand against us. When you fight with God's armor, you can't lose. There's no way you can lose. So for the next few moments, I just want to go over a few weapons that you can use and that I'm sure you're using, but nothing's wrong with a quick reminder of the weapons of our warfare. The first weapon that I go to is the word of the Lord. It is the sword of the spirit. Confessing the word of God is such an important part of our lives as believers. Um, The mouth is connected to the heart. And what you release out of your mouth, I believe, is planted in your heart. Faith is released from your mouth. It's not just a thought. It's something you activate with your mouth. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you'll say to the mountain. You don't think to the mountain. You're going to say to the mountain, move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. That's Matthew 17 verse 20. God's word is powerful. When you speak it, it is a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. That's Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 29. The word of God, it's an abundance of revelation for every believer. That's why the enemy works so hard to keep your mouth shut. He doesn't want you to use this weapon. The beauty of the weapon of the word of God is that you don't need to add anything to it. All you have to do is speak it. All you have to do is say it. There were words from the Lord, and I'm talking about scripture, that I had trouble understanding, trouble reconciling based on my situation. But the more I said it out loud, the more I believed it, the more my situation changed. And reading the word of God, um, articulating the word of God brings forth revelation. Revelation is the key to authority. It, It goes from you quoting scripture to you living it. You living scripture. I I really had an encounter with God when I was an undergrad through scripture. I used to read it out loud. I had my journals out and I would read the Bible out loud. And I felt like it was God in the room with me, that God was confirming that he was with me. I didn't just read it and keep the words in my head, I felt this strong notion to read the word of God out loud. And it did something to me supernaturally. I didn't even realize how much of a weapon the word of God was, but I believe during that time I spoke protection in my own life without knowing it. Listen, you might not know 
what you need protection from, but the Lord knows. <laughs> and as you read the word of God out loud, as you confess it, keep in mind, you don't know what the enemy has planned for you. You haven't seen tomorrow yet. And then you'll never see tomorrow once it's done again. The Lord alone is the keeper of time. But thanks be to God that we have a mediator, Jesus Christ, that we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that we are given insight into what is to come. But thanks be unto God that the word of God assures us that even though we might not know every detail of what tomorrow brings, we know with full assurance that the Lord is with us, that he who keeps Israel does not slumber nor sleep, that God is the source of all of our victories and our breakthroughs. And the word of God is more than just words that have been translated and exegeted. The word of God is life. If you don't get any other revelation from this podcast episode, I want you to remember that the word of God will save your life. It's still saving mine. Okay. Another weapon of warfare is prayer. Prayer and articulating the word of God or confessing the word of God go hand in hand. The devil hates when you pray. That's why he fights you so hard for prayer. If you ever go to the devans.com and you're looking for a space to pray with people, if you're looking to connect in some spiritual way, if you don't have a church home, and even if you do, one thing you will always see under my events is prayer. We're going to pray and we're going to fast, which is another weapon of warfare. Your prayers have power. Your father, as you pray, your father will give you the nations for your inheritance. I'm not just talking about the nation of Russia. I'm talking about reclaiming nations at your back door. I'm all, I encourage people to go on mission trips and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But your neighbor might need to hear your testimony. The lady in the line at Starbucks might need to hear your testimony. I used to really think Starbucks was a ministry for me at one point. And now I find myself doing ministry very reluctantly in Target and TJ Maxx. I've graduated, honey. I've come out of the coffee shop. I'm laying hands on people in Target. Glory to God. One lady asked me for prayer. I don't know who she was. And she said she knew me, had followed the ministry, and she just asked for prayer. And before I knew it, she was confessing what she needed God to do. I felt the unction. Okay, I put my hands right on her and went to town. We're in the middle of the aisle. I mean, going in. And it was so funny to see church people walk past and go, hallelujah, amen, get her. You know, <laughs> That's the beauty of the church. It's nothing like us. There's no other institution in the world like the church. Anyway, but the power of, of prayer in that moment, prayer changed that woman's trajectory in Target. 
Your prayers can demolish strongholds. Your prayers bring clarity. They bring breakthrough in every area of your life. When you pray, you are literally superimposing victory over the evil one, over Satan. Because victory was given to you at the cross. Jesus Christ died, rose again to give you the victory. When you pray, you're reinforcing it. It's an honor to pray, right? When you pray, you are exegeting, uh, exegeting, you're executing the judgments that have been written against the accuser through your prayers. What do I mean by that? If the enemy is trying to make you feel like you will never be anything, in prayer, you combat it. The Lord says, I am his workmanship. I am the beloved of the Lord. He loves me. He died for me. You combat those lies of the enemy with what? Scripture in prayer. I, all, I am always asked, how do I pray? What do I pray? And my response will continue to be, if you don't know what to say in prayer, pray the scriptures. Whew, his word is life. The Lord is consistently teaching me the power of his word. Prayer is one of the ways we also release like the will of God upon the earth. That's why you have to study the word of God. So you can articulate what he wants, what he's saying, what his expression is. Um, and one of the ways I've been able to really harness the word of God to use it, to wield it um, in prayer is through fasting. Fasting, listen, I was not a, an avid faster. I don't, I'm not doing your, no Daniel fast. I'm tired of that. The next fast I do, I really think I'm doing absolute for like 12 hours for a few days. I'm telling y'all that now. Um, we'll see what the Lord says, but I, I just want peak potency from my fast. And I feel like when I do Daniel fast, I'm so caught up in what I have to eat that I'm not really focused on the prayer. <laughs> but nevertheless, remember in Matthew chapter 17, it's verses 14 through 21. The disciples of Jesus encountered a demon in a young boy and they couldn't cure him because of unbelief. Now unbelief hinders us from being able to demolish strongholds and cast out certain types of devils. And it takes faith to really dislodge the enemy. Fasting helps you dislodge the enemy. Fasting helps you build strong faith and it dismantles unbelief. Jesus fasted. If you don't fast because you think you above it, remember Jesus fasted for days. He came out of the wilderness fasting with power. With the ministry, um, and make sure you are you're tuned in to the devans.com for when we have corporate fasts. We fasted for three days and I'm still getting testimonies about what the Lord did in those few days. And some people didn't have any other agenda during the fast, but just to get closer to the Lord and how I do corporate fast is I have clear agendas. 
You know, I have a very clear agenda of what we're praying for so that everyone can be on the same page. When you fast, you need to have an agenda or you're just starving yourself. And I like food too much to just be starving myself. I mean, I can afford to starve myself. I'm sure I won't die. But I'm just saying, right? Fasting builds faith. But you have to be disciplined. Not eating isn't going to build your faith. It takes intentionality. So if you feel like I fasted, a.k.a. I didn't eat for two days, but then nothing happened. <laughs> I'm going to question, what was your motive? If you're fasting to lose weight, that's called a diet. <laughs> we fast we approach God with humility when we fast, okay? We approach God with sincerity when we fast because the Pharisees fasted with attitudes of pride and superiority. If you fast with me, the first thing we're going to do is humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. If you're full of pride, legalism, religiousness, you can pray and not eat all you want. You're not going to come out with power. You're going to come out dehydrated. Okay, you're going to come out needing a cookie, some water, some electrolytes. When you get through fasting, you shouldn't come out with um, needing to be checked into the hospital. You're coming out with more clarity. That's a weapon that you wage war with the enemy with. Fasting can't be done if you're full of offense, if you're prideful. Just like I said, you fast with humility honored that you're a child of God, honored to be considered um, a son and daughter of God. Fasting releases the breaker anointing. Whew. But why fasting is a weapon of warfare is because fasting breaks spirits of poverty over your life. Fasting just breaks evil powers. I mean, I can go through a list, but it breaks the power of fear. Okay. It, it releases guidance. Fasting will cause you to have great victory against what's overwhelming you. Fasting brings clarity. Fasting even breaks the power of carnality. If you're struggling with sexual sin, I invite you to go on a fast. I know we used to call it breaking soul ties, right? And some people don't believe in the power of soul ties, but I, I think soul ties are very real. And if you want to break it, you've got to do more than just block the person. Sometimes you need to fast, you need to lay down some things. What you want to eat, you need to fast for your clarity, for your body to, to operate without sin. Because sin feels good, right? You've got to train your body to not want it. I know that's a lot for y'all to hear, but I'm just, I'm just being honest. Um, but fasting is, is a weapon. And the last weapon I want to mention is the weapon of, of praise and worship. Oh, hallelujah. Lifting up your voice in song. Oh, glory to God. Praising God, worshiping God, not just having the YouTube video playing, but worshiping the Lord, honoring him, singing songs of praise. Um, that is a weapon. Music is so powerful. That's why you can't play every song in your house. Even back in undergrad, I gave up all secular music in undergrad. I still listen to some R&B, but I can't play secular music for real in certain places at my house. Like in my room, I don't like secular music even being played because I worship in my room. Like my, my room is my temple. It really is. It's the tabernacle. Okay. So 
When I play R&B, it's really downstairs and it's rare. But y'all know I love Adele, honey. I'm here for a go easy on me, okay? I love me some Adele. But I understand the power of music and its influence, right? And so R&B puts me in a mood, right? Think about how music geared towards the Lord, how it sets your atmosphere. It It's it's so powerful, y'all. Don't negate the power of your voice even if you can't sing. Praise and worship will shift not just your atmosphere. It changes you. Sound changes molecules, y'all. It changes everything. Sound can change the whole energy in the room. We talking vibrations and frequencies in the most non-new age way. Okay. <laughs> don't forsake the beauty of your worship. The Lord loves when you sing. <laughs> Let the high praise of God be in my mouth. Hallelujah. That's from Psalms 149. It's a two-edged sword. Honey, it's time to set aside the grief, to set aside the worry. And if you are in the middle of a battle and you, you're you like, look, D, I prayed. D, I fasted. Now it's time to worship. One of the complaints I hear often for believers and churchgoers is they don't connect at church with the worship. <laughs> and whether I like the songs that are being sung or not, it doesn't matter because the songs ain't to me. The worship team is not worshiping me. We're worshiping the Lord together, right? It's not about song choices. It, it's about the, the posture of the heart. Right. And so I've just decided at this point in my life, I don't have to like the rhythm. I don't need to like the chords. I'm here in this moment of worship to to honor the Lord. And I just believe that he hears me. My heart is pure. I believe he, he hears me. But I also know I'm doing business with God when I sing. There's a song that says it's in it's in your peace. I fight. It's in your strength I rise. It's just you, Jesus. What's that song? It's just you, Jesus. Oh, you cast down every life. Your name is truth and life. When that song come on, I'm already jumping around like I'm a no limit soldier. You hear me? Because I am decreeing you cast down every lie. Your name is truth and life. It's just you, Jesus. I'm decreeing even now every lie of the enemies being tore down. Okay? Don't forget your weapons. So again, we're closing out 2023. Some of us are going, going into battles. Some of us are coming out of battles. Remember your weapons. Your weapons are not your ability to sublimely post on Facebook. Your weapons are not your ability to shade someone. Your weapons, prayer, fasting, humility, praise, worship. Let's keep that in perspective. Okay. Keep that in perspective. Your praise is a weapon. Your humility is a weapon. Your prayers are a weapon. Fasting is a weapon. Use the right ones. All right. The right ones. Let's continue this discussion over at the devans.com. I got like 115 odd articles there where I talk about prayer, fasting, prophetic revelations, 
head over there. Let's talk. If you have any suggestions for topics, email your girl at contact at the devins.com. Also, if you haven't noticed from my uh, apostolic <laughs> people, I have a podcast subscription um, on Apple and I'm going to go in depth even the more with some of these topics. Matter of fact, I'm going to go in more in depth with the weapons of warfare. Sign up. Let's learn more together, right? Let's go into this together, into the word of God. I appreciate y'all being a part of this community. I love y'all. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Hey Sis podcast. Continue the conversation by visiting www the dot com and follow us for more updates.